Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Sound Room. This is Tony Gapistone, and you are listening to The Sound Room, a podcast of Peninsula Covenant Church in Redwood City, California. This is episode 14. Every podcast uh, I'm going to do from now moving on is going to be periscoped. And so I'm going to say hi to people who are joining in. If you're uh, someone who likes to connect in a live stream type of way, I would invite you to get on Periscope. It's a platform of of Twitter, and it's a way that people can dialogue. So I have nine people right now who are jumping on this Periscope while I'm actually recording a podcast. And today I wanted to talk about uh, finding God in all the wrong people. Our church is doing a study or uh, a conversation about who Jesus is through the book of John, the Gospel of John. And I have somebody who is talking on uh, Periscope right now saying, judging is frequently used with a negative conversation, but but it can be a good thing too. How do you discern the difference? It's a great question because I want to talk about Nicodemus today. In John chapter 3, it's the most famous verse that anyone could know because you see it on big signs that people hang at ball games and that type of things. John three sixteen. that verse says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not die, but would live forever. And Jesus talks about, hey, I didn't come to judge the world, I came to save the world. And what I love about Nicodemus is Nicodemus was a religious ruler of the time. What's up, Joseph? Just joined on Periscope. I'm going to randomly, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to think, what? Who are you talking about? Well, all these people are, are jumping on Periscope. So Nicodemus was a religious ruler of the time. He would have been very highly esteemed. He would have known all the right things. He would have been studying the, the, the law, the Torah, and he would have been someone in society that would have been expecting God, the Messiah, to come. But when Jesus came, Jesus obviously was rejected by the religious rulers. And so Nicodemus comes at night and John The disciple of John who's writing the book says very specifically that Nicodemus came at night. And I had this conversation with Carlos Davides, one of our pastors, how often when we talk about Nicodemus, we sort of judge him and say, well, he came at night and what a, what a coward. But what I love about this is that he came, he, at least he came (laughs) to Jesus. He came at night and he started asking questions because he was curious. What more of a coward he would have been if he never would have came, or if he would have been one of the people condemning Jesus. He didn't. He was actually curious. And, and this has been the, the verse that, or the, 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 the phrase that has been coined when people talk about Christianity is that Jesus said, you have to be born again. He told Nicodemus, you have to be born again. Of course, that was so confusing for Nicodemus. He's this older man. How could that be born again? But what has really touched me when I think about this is every day I'm invited to see the world anew. I'm invited to look at things in a different way. And going back to that that idea of judgment, God has been convicting me of how easy it is for me to think I'm I'm right. I think I know everything there is to know about God. And when someone thinks differently than I do about God or uses different words or different language about God, then I put them in a different camp and I don't feel as if they have anything to offer me, let alone offer the world. And I'm very convicted reading this book right now. I want to encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast, look up a woman named Nadia Stolz Weber. She has just kind of captured my heart in the way that she follows Jesus and understands Jesus. And her tagline for accidental saints is finding God at all the wrong people. And I love that because all of us at some point have been wrong in some way. We haven't measured up 
we've made mistakes, we've hurt people, we've had wrong thinking about God. And this book has been really convicting me that, man, all the different denominations, all the different ways that we interpret scripture, all the different ways that people say, well, the Bible says this. I mean, the Bible says a lot of things and people take it into so many different areas. (laughs) And you can use the Bible to say anything you want. But when it comes down to it is that Jesus is God. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the light. And the book of John is communicating over and over that it's about this person, not just about what we think about him or how we respond to him, but about this person of Jesus. And this person of Jesus was one that would hang out with prostitutes. He would meet with religious rulers and leaders, ones who would eventually potentially could reject him. He would love those who would deny him. He would sit with people who the rest of society wouldn't touch because they were afraid their disease might pass on. This is Christianity. This is what I want my faith to be deconstructed into, that I would be willing to say, Jesus, you are who you are, and I get to get to know you, even by people who have a different political party than I have, or a different sexual orientation than I have, or anything. What makes... Your your interpretation right and others wrong? That's right, exactly. Someone's asking that on Periscope. You can use the Bible to say whatever you want, but the reality is, are we willing to humble ourselves and say, you know what? I might not agree with where you stand, but guess what? If I believe Jesus is Jesus, is the Lord of Lords, the Savior of the world, I get to be with him forever. And you could believe that same thing. Even if you worship Mary, (laughs) even if you believe that the the that the flag should have a particular place in our worshiping culture. Even if you believe that game pastors should be ordained, whatever it is that people think that might want to set us apart. And I use some very significant issues or hot topics in our community and go, you know what? At the end of eternity, at the end of our life, someday we'll all stand before God. And I think we'll all go, oh man, I messed that up (laughs) or I had that wrong. But God is so graceful because of Jesus. Hi, Jenny. Jenny Ingram just popped on to Periscope right now, and I'm podcasting right now, so you'll hear your name on the podcast, Jenny. And what I have just had to settle into is that God is God, and I can't control Him. And we all are trying our best to try to understand Him, but if we are trying our best to try to understand Him, and it is holding other people back, or it is robbing people of God's grace on their life and freedom, then we are missing the point. So that, that's my, my short little discussion today that I wanted to encourage us with because I'm, I'm super humbled and I feel as if God has been uh, reconstructing my faith. If you're a part of the Redwood City community of faith called Peninsula Covenant, I want to continue to encourage you to really dig into this book called John. Who is Jesus? Jesus is many things, but there's seven different things that he says he is in the book of John. He's the gate. He's the way. He's the light, he's the shepherd, and so on. But we can also have many different experiences with who Jesus is for us personally. And someone else could have a completely different experience. And what I just feel, man, tired and exhausted in is trying to try to control other people and try to have people always agree with what I think and with what I say. And it's been so, so, so freeing to just relax into God saying, I got it. (laughs) I'm God and I'm with you and I'm for you and I love the world. In any bracket or group or camp you want to put yourself in that excludes someone else, 
then that that's a misnomer. And someone just asked, why do we hear that there's only one true faith? I think when people say one true faith, um, I mean, it could mean many things. I think it comes down to, for me, is that Jesus is the way. And I know that in and of itself, that, that's what John, that's what he says in John, John chapter 14. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, and no one comes to the Father through me. So I've heard it said that um, there's only one way to get to God, and that's through Jesus. But there are many ways to come to Jesus. Think about that. There are many different ways to come to Jesus. People don't just come to Jesus in a building with a cross on it. People can come to Jesus in a slum in India somehow because God reveals himself to a person. God, uh, People can come to Jesus on a youth group trip or in a car or on the street or in a high-rise building or in a Silicon Valley startup. God is not limited by to reveal himself through our means and our ways. Uh, so I know when other people say there's only one true faith, they're excluding all religions. And that for me is just so messy. I think it comes down to Jesus. I don't understand how this all works when it comes to eternity. I'm not the one to judge. I think God is at work through all different religions in some way, but everybody will have to come face to face with who Jesus is at some point. Whether you claim to be a Buddhist or a Muslim, whatever it is, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And we've all been invited to respond to him somehow. Uh, I'll, I'll close with this story. Is I met this uh, fantastic artist through our community in Redwood City, and she just kind of blew all stereotypes. She wouldn't be labeled as a Christian. She called herself a follower of Jesus, but she also practiced other different ways of, of worship. And it was so interesting because she described being so alone uh, as a student at Stanford. And now she's in this kind of creative field and doing different things. But she remember being, remembers being so alone. And she prayed. She prayed out to God, she said. And she had this experience of light in which she couldn't describe that overtook her and came her, but made her feel so amazingly good. And as she described it, I just thought, well, that was Jesus. Even if she didn't understand or identify that experience, that, that was Jesus expressing himself to her. And I looked at the way she's experienced God, and it's outside of my box fully. And then she said to me, this is really safe. Thanks for allowing me to share the story and allowing me to tell and not trying to judge me or, or overlay your understanding of, of God or Christianity on me. And I said, to be honest, I'm learning from you. I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to hold back because I think if you would have talked to me maybe five years ago, I would have said a lot of different things. But as I follow Jesus more and more, I'm seeing that Jesus is less concerned about trying to control people to believe the right things. And really, it's just about experiencing and encountering him, which sounds kind of mythical and, and you know, overarching in a, in a way. But encountering Jesus and who he is as a person, as a being, is what this is about. And so I hope you as a listener will be just encouraged that this God of the universe, this Savior who took on a human form, who walked the earth, who interacted with all sorts of people, who sat and had dinner with prostitutes, who touched people who were so deformed and ugly to society and lifted them up, who saw blind people get sight, who saw people who were lame walk and dance, that this is the God who's come for you and for me and has invited us, puts his hand out and says, come come follow me, come walk with me, because I am who I am, and I'm not threatened by who you think I am, but I'm going to have you experience and encounter the real me if you'll come on this journey. 
And don't let anyone else deter you or try to overlay their understanding because you have to experience me on your own. And the best way is to do it in community. But you also, when you do that in community, have to be willing to wrestle with. There's so many different interpretations of so many different things. And the word that we call the Bible, the word of God, actually invites us in to wrestle with those things. So thanks for listening. Uh, if, you are, if you've joined us on the podcast I, um, or on the Periscope, uh, keep following. I'm going to be doing this every week. We love to talk about God. I love to talk about creativity. I love to talk about culture and how we experience God through culture. And I have so many questions. Hi from Boston. Someone just said on Periscope. Thanks for joining in. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher and you can subscribe to us. You can uh, share it. PCC, the sound room. You can put a, a comment or a rating on there. We'd really appreciate it. But thank you so much for listening. God loves you. And may you create something beautiful in the world today.